Welcome to Think Again, a podcast by Macquarie Asset Management, providing financial advisors with a fresh perspective and innovative insights, designed to keep you and your clients a step ahead. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Denise St. Ivany. Joining me today is Brad Warden and Gus Zinn. Both are Senior Portfolio Managers at Macquarie Asset Management on the IV Science and Technology team, where they oversee the day-to-day investment decisions for the team's strategies. Brad and Gus, thank you very much for being here and welcome to Think Again. Thanks, Denise, um, and thanks for having us. Well, artificial intelligence has been dominating the headlines these days, as we all know, and a lot of that was related to the release of ChatGPT earlier this year. And although this might sound like something new that came out of nowhere, you both understand that's certainly not the case. Were you surprised to see all the excitement and the impact that it's made? There clearly has been a lot of excitement. I think that for the general public, it kicked off with the release of ChatGPT, which is about a year old, and the very significant uptake that OpenAI has seen with that application. But I think at the core, you have to ask yourself, you know, why is there all this excitement and what does it mean in terms of a major technological platform shift going forward? The reason to us that it's exciting is that AI is about increasing the intelligence within the world. If you go back and look at history, every time the intelligence of a society grows, the standard of living grows, economic growth grows, and just the overall world uh, becomes a better, more productive place. And the idea that a computer system now can get all of the data ever really developed in the world dumped into it and can be trained to to a point where a consumer can interact with it uh, and ask questions and get answers is very exciting. And while we've only seen sort of the tip of the iceberg with ChatGPT, there is the a very realistic idea that in the years ahead we could ask this type of system you know how would you go about attacking this type of cancer and we could get answers while they while we may not get uh the absolute cures we may get strategies on how to attack things in in areas like healthcare that we haven't seen before so this is a very um interesting development and one which we know is we're at the beginning of something very significant. And the the reason why it's very significant is because the intelligence uh, of all fields and all industries is about to uh, radically increase. And I think Brad uh, may have something to add as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from my perspective, as you think about AI, you know, we all see some of the headlines and and people talking about killer robots or job destruction and a lot of things like that. And I think to Gus's um, comments, I think really the best way to think about AI is really, it's just a more effective approach to kind of solving existing problems. Um, And that brings real productivity gains. And if you look over history across innovation cycles and things that have happened historically, new technologies come and we have these massive innovation waves Um, that bring new things, whether it's the mobile revolution, the internet, different things like that. And AI is another one in that um, overall evolution of technology. And it's one that that overall will will bring, again, greater productivity gains and improvement. And this one is one that, that again, is is sort of all-encompassing and and will touch us in all parts of our lives, not just in the the business world, but but clearly as consumers and and, and governments and um, geographically as well. 
you know, if you think about what our economy needs right now, we have a big deficit. Uh, we do not have a big growing demographic. And so in order to grow the economy, we need productivity growth. And it's very clear that the first wave of AI applications is going to be around productivity growth. So this technology is showing up at a time where the world really needs it. And it's extremely broad, like, like Brad said. We're talking all industries, students, governments. Uh, it's very applicable to all roles, uh, which is also you know, very exciting for the addressable market. Well, that's a word we continue to hear, right? Exciting. So how do you take all this excitement and develop an investing strategy or a framework, you know, for this investing strategy? Great. Yeah. I mean, great, great question, Denise. I think one of the things that as we step back and think about the technology and technologies develop, you know, over different periods of time, but I think um, from an AI perspective, um, the best way to think about it, and we think about it sort of in three phases, um, right now, what you're seeing is you're seeing massive investments that are being um, poured into re-architecting the data center that are really creating the foundation on which a lot of these AI applications are going to be built. And so what that's doing is that's that's putting forward explosive growth in some of those companies whose names we see all over the press, the NVIDIAs, the Microsofts, a lot of the big players. And I think we'll probably touch on um, the the roles that that they're playing in this build out, but that's the foundational part. And right now, so in order to enable all these great things of AI that happen down the road, those are the things that have to happen right now. The other aspect that's happening right now that's really important is what AI relies upon is good data, and we're seeing a lot of new tools and capabilities come out that are optimizing data. Um, for usage in these AI models that you hear about, chat GPT. Um, there's discussion about, you know, if you do you really get accurate results when you when you phrase a question or things like that? That all goes back to really having good, reliable data. And there's a lot of data sets out there that that really do need to be cleaned up before they can be used inside of these models so that you do get you don't get garbage, you know, garbage in, garbage out is something that we talk about. And that's what we've got to be careful. Of. So that's sort of that first phase. So that's what we talk about as the now as we think about investing. Those are the opportunities. Now, the next thing and the thing that we're starting to see um, happen is really see the, the applications that are built on this. And we think really you're seeing a lot of that in the software space. So um, take, for example, Microsoft. They announced officially their co-pilot uh, within the last month. And what that does is you're, you're basically seeing existing products that are seeing AI-based enhancements. So the ability to sort of interact with um, a product or a service in a more um, conversational way, those types of things that can help to pull out um, that information and really optimize the experience um, within, for example, within Word, the Word application for Microsoft, something that may help you um, to create first drafts of write-ups. Think about that next stage as really enhancing existing products. And there are companies across the board now, like I said, especially within the software space that we see that are doing that, and they're gonna get paid for it. And that's the important part, I think, as you think about this is not only um, from an investing standpoint to your question, we gotta make sure that not only is it great technology, but there's an investment implication that's positive too. And there are economics related to this because if you look at companies, you think about white collar workers, you think about others, 
the the value of time relative to the incremental cost of an add-on in a software is pretty massive. If you can start to save hours um, or even days um, in in a year uh, for for workers, and so that's something that I think is sort of the next um, stage of that. So um, maybe with that, I'll let Gus if you want to talk a little bit about the the longer term. Aspects of that. Too. So I think I think Brad covered it well. You know, you've got the plumbing. We've got to build out the plumbing for AI. Then you're going to have the existing products add AI enhancements. But the real exciting area, and we may still be a few years away from this, is going to be new applications, new companies. Companies are going to think of new ways to do things with AI at the foundation. I think it's somewhat analogous to the dot com bubble in '99, and and you know Brad and I were watching that closely, and and, and some of the analogies make sense. And that uh, the plumbing was at the beginning, and you were building out the internet, and we 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 may may have overdone it a little bit, uh, and there were a lot of new companies that were kind of ahead of their time, almost came out too early. But the real big winners of the internet era. You know, the Facebook, Google, the iPhone, Amazon, they didn't really see their growth take off or even go public until much after the dot-com boom and dot-com bust. And so uh, right now we're kind of in that earlier stage, but uh, at some point down the line, not too far, a couple of years, we're going to begin to see new companies um, that are going to be rethinking how we do a lot of basic tasks with AI. There will undoubtedly be new 50 billion, 100 billion, multi-100 billion companies that come out of this wave. We're waiting for those opportunities. Uh, and we think that when you, if we sit here, say in the year 2030, uh, we're going to have a number of names that are big companies that we don't know the names of today. And, and I think um, uh, just to add on to this, which I think is part of the research process and goes back to the investing framework. If you think about, there's a lot of cool innovation out there and, and, but there's uh, cool innovation doesn't necessarily mean great investments, but during the process and, and, you know, we've been investing in what we would call data and analytics for well over a decade, which again, sort of created the foundation for what we're seeing now with, with artificial intelligence and, and some of the things that kind of grew up over the course of social media and some of the some of the large companies there, but I think if you if if you think sort of um, longer term and how the research comes into investment ideas, we spend a lot of time really at the bleeding edge trying to understand what's happening. Um, it's critical to understand those innovations that we may that may not be investable right now, but are going to be. I use a couple examples historically. Um, given some of the areas where we invest, you know, we spent a lot of time understanding mRNA technology um, to think about the science aspect. Um, we also spent a lot of time understanding OLED technology, which now is a screen technology that's prolific everywhere. Those are examples of a couple technologies where we spent a lot of time understanding where there wasn't a lot of investment opportunities. So as I listen to you describe the situation here, it's clear that there's a full range of application, not just big tech companies, but also smaller, innovative companies and brand new companies. So you've got to monetize this, right, to be a good investor. Um, so so how do you do that? How do you make these decisions? How do you evaluate? Clearly, monetization, that's the game investors are in, right? I mean, like Brad mentioned, a great a great innovation does not mean that it's a great business. So 
our job is to find great innovations that also are great businesses. And, and I think that what we're seeing right now is the stock market is trying to figure out, okay, how do I invest in AI? AI sounds exciting. How do I invest in it? And they're they're gravitating towards the big companies initially. And I think, you know, we think that does make sense and that the big companies, they have the capital to build out this plumbing, which is very expensive to do. Uh, they have a lot of the, the AI expertise from a manpower uh, standpoint. They have the employees that just know this stuff better than the better than other companies. So that positions them well. And they have the uh, ability, they've got the already the data center infrastructure uh, built out from their cloud computing in order to put AI on as sort of a new application. So, you know, that's why, you know, you look, you look what Microsoft and their partnership with OpenAI, that was sort of, uh, they seem to have maybe an early lead. Um, Amazon is also going to be a big player here. They obviously have a public cloud business that they've been uh working on. They were the really the first to kind of bring cloud computing to the marketplace. Uh, Google is by no means out of the picture. You know, they a lot of the basic AI technologies they actually invented. Um, and and so they're going to be uh, fighting. And they're also, they need to make sure that their search business uh, maintains its dominance. So um, they're all in on it. And, and Facebook, I think Meta, as they call it now, is is sort of a sleeper here. Uh, they've got a little differentiated strategy in that they are open sourcing uh, their models, which means they're kind of turning them over to the public, over to companies, over to students uh, to use, and they're building up the expertise. And, and that could prove to be uh, an interesting strategy as well. A another one that, you know, we haven't heard a lot from yet, but there's no doubt they're not asleep at the switch is Apple. And they have such a dominant position in the device space that it's very clear that they're not going to uh, uh, let this pass them by. So we're still very early. I, I want to make that point. And, and it's, it's too early to pick winners necessarily amongst these big companies. This could leak into other areas like storage and memory. And so we're on the, we're on the lookout for that as well. One of the, the key areas of focus uh, for us over the long period of time has been within the semiconductor space. And I think that's an area that obviously we all learned in COVID how important semiconductors were as we saw a lot of disruption. But we're watching very carefully how the roadmaps develop around semiconductors. Because if you really trace back the history of how technologies developed, it's really a story of the semiconductor and how, um, you know, Intel developed the, the, the microprocessor, how memories developed, now how NVIDIA has developed the, the GPU, which is really at the heart of AI. And so we're watching what's happening with some of the private companies that are attempting to build AI-specific um, type of semiconductors. And then also the semiconductors that, that internally companies like Google and others are building with the help of other companies within semiconductors. So we think that's also an area that's very telling and, 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 and will give us a lot of insight into where um, this trend is, is going. So we're spending a fair amount of time there, not only investing in the companies right now that are getting leverage to that, but also the ones that we think are coming. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation and hearing more about all the things that you're exposed to and thinking about. Um, so could you kind of summarize it for us with a focus on, again, investors and what's the best way for investors to proceed at this point? 
it's very easy to get confused. And so, uh, you know, if we were going to boil it down, I'd start with the following. One is th there's no doubt that AI, artificial intelligence, is a uh, technology along the likes of the Internet, uh, mobile computing, the cloud. These are these are generational sort of platform shifts where significant amount of growth and wealth is created over the long term. So th there's reasons why you should be excited about it. At the same time, it's important to remember, and, and, and this is what we do for our living, is, is you've got to study these trends from the standpoint that a lot of times the initial uh, perceived winners don't end up being the winners. And the companies that generate the most wealth, often uh, the new ones come out a few years down the road. So um, it's important to be patient kind of let these markets play out. There's going to be areas that become commoditized and the value will shift around. And one thing for certain is that every wave brings new companies and new big winners. And that is why, you know, I really think active management and a fund like ours that really focuses on innovation is eventually going to be a very important place. This is uh, what we do every day, looking for these companies and studying these trends. And we have, it, it looks very likely to us that we will see significantly larger new companies in the future um, and of names that we have not, do not know today and offer up, you know, tremendous opportunities for investors. And, and I do think that as uh, from, from an investor standpoint, one of the best ways to, is to step back and think about, um, this change is something that's not only going to impact port investor portfolios um, within technology or within science and technology where where we are, but it's going to impact all portfolios, and 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 that is really I think the essence of what AI and why AI is is so important um, to spend some time thinking about is because there while while our fund specifically focuses on investing in these areas and and that's our expertise. I think it's important also to recognize the broad ranging impact that this is going to have across the board. So whether it's companies like a John Deere or um, companies like a Walmart, right, that are all going to be impacted um, by these types of changes. And I think that's an important aspect as investors um, that we need to continue to consider that this disruption won't just happen within technology, but it's going to happen across the economy. And that's something that that is important to watch. And I think it's going to happen in fits and starts, but it's it's important to continue to, 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 to ask those questions about that. Well, what you've described is something that is certainly significant, exciting, and certainly far-reaching too. So I know we're going to have a lot more to cover on this matter. And so we'd love to have you both on again as we continue to gain insights and, and perspectives as we continue this journey. So thank you both for being here. Thank you for having us, and we really hope to do it again. Thank you very much. And don't forget to join us next time on Think Again, where we'll discuss another topic for investors to consider. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for more information on topics from this episode. And be sure to subscribe to Think Again, wherever you get your podcasts.
This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, an advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity or an offer of any banking or financial service. Investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objective will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation and needs and seek advice. No representation or warrant expressed or implied is made as to the accuracy of completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Macquarie Asset Management is a full-service asset manager offering a diverse range of products across public and private markets, including fixed income, equities, multi-asset solutions, private credit, infrastructure, renewables, natural assets, real estate, and asset finance. The public investment business is a part of Macquarie Asset Management and includes investment products and advisory services distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors, LP, a registered broker slash dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment Advisor. Investment advisory services are provided by a series of MIMBT. Macquarie Group refers to Macquarie Group Limited and its subsidiaries and affiliates worldwide. Delaware Funds by Macquarie refers to certain investment solutions that Macquarie Asset Management Public Investments distributes, offers, refers, or advises. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, any Macquarie Group entity noted in this podcast is not an authorized deposit-taking institution for the purposes of the Banking Act 1959. The obligations of these other Macquarie Group entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank. Macquarie Bank does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these Macquarie Group entities. In addition, if this podcast relates to an investment, the investor is subject to investment risk, including possible delays in repayment and loss of income and principal invested, and none of the Macquarie Bank or any other Macquarie Group entity guarantees any particular rate of return on or the performance of the investment, nor do they guarantee repayment of capital in respect of the investment.